This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And today I'm Peebo Van Mundegaard. Good name, Peebo. Thank you. I, he, I haven't heard the name Peebo in a while. Peebo Bryson. Yeah, that's that's the only time I've ever heard it. There's not a lot of Peebos out there. <laughs> no, there are not. Now, you're the second Peebo I've ever known. Yeah. I don't personally know Peebo Bryson. Yeah. There's a Debo, like Friday, right. on the San Francisco 49ers. Oh. Debo Samuel. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> cousins to Asante. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. know. There is Asante's son is in the league. That sounds kind of racist. I'm just assuming all black people are cousins. Well, you know what? In all fairness, when I was in high school. If you school, go back far enough, we're all cousins. No, no, no. But but when if you go back far enough, I was in high school. Yeah. And it's pretty far though. Yeah. And uh and it was and, it was three decades ago. But but the thing the the joke used to be like it's like, oh, my cousin, my cousin. And then you find out they're just not related. Right. Right. And it became like, oh, you, you understand it when you're a little older. It's like when people say, Cuh. you know, oh, yeah, what's up, cousin? Yeah. You know, it's it's like how my kids call you uncle. Right. You know, um, and I used to call people uncle. And then I found out it was like my mom's cousin. So, yeah. it, so it's my cousin, mm-hmm. not not my aunt or my uncle. You yeah, it's your cousin once removed. Right. Um. But that, it's just a, it's just an affection, you know, the, a term of endearment or whatever, cuz or cousin. It's like in Philly, we say we say cuz, yo, yo, cuz, yeah, yo, yeah. There's a guy on sports radio in in Philly whose nickname was the cuz. He would call everybody cuz, right? Anthony Gargano. Oh, Gargano, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, <clears throat> I I am not Peebo Van Mundegaard. Oh, I am uh, Jackson Wells. I was wondering why you looked and sounded ex- exactly like Jackson Wells. Yeah. And now I know, because uh, today you are Jackson Wells. I, I uh, and I was I was fooling you. You got you got fooled. I did. I got punked. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, we we have a lot to talk about today. But before we talk about it, let's get our socials out there. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, if you have any suggestions, it's murderedmydude at gmail If you want to get us on social media, if you want to get us, if we want to get got, yeah, on, and. Uh, if you come at the the murder my dude peoples, that's us. Yeah, you best not miss. All right, uh, hit us up on on Instagram at murder my dude. Uh, uh, Facebook is podcast my dude. Uh, Twitter is murder my dude. You handle that. I don't. Um, and uh, uh, that's it. Yeah. So, do you think on these social medias, people hear uh, somebody whistling? A hunting we will go and they say murder my dude coming murder my dude coming yeah and we wear trench coat you actually do i well no, it's a long coat i don't so, think it's a trench it's coat thing. okay whatever so close enough close enough yep they say paddington coming well i know winter is coming i know that i, I was going i was doing the yeah whole- my middle name yeah paddington yeah, i got it i like, got it like omar yeah i gotta i gotta wear a, a hat like paddington bear did 
Right, and have marmalade. Ooh. Oh, that's what it is. Instead of having like a shotgun, you have marmalade. Yeah, and I just say, would you like some marmalade on right. your toast? Yeah. And then they say, I don't have toast. And you say, well, bitch, you're going to be toast. Yeah, and then I shoot them. And then you, with the marmalade. I have, I have a gun a hidden mar- inside the marmalade. No, it's a marmalade gun. Is so, that a gun made of marmalade? Or no, is that a gun that shoots it's, marmalade? It's like a hot, yeah, it's like a hot is glue it, gun. It's a gun that is used on marmalade? No, listen, this is what you do. You, you, you get marmalade and you put it in long... Like tube shapes, right? Mm-hmm. And then you push it through the hot glue gun. Like, uh, you know, I, I saw somebody actually decorating things with candy canes. Huh. They were putting candy canes through a hot glue gun Interesting. thing. And they were like decorating. I was like, that is pretty neat. You need, an, you need a very specifically shaped hot glue gun, though. It needs a curvature at the end. No, you just break it. You break off the curve. Oh. Yeah. You take that seems sh- much easier than yeah. my idea. Right, yeah. Of inventing an entirely new hot glue gun. Right, yeah. That's time consuming. Laborious. Yeah. Expensive. Yeah. And labo- In other words. And laboring. Um, like this conversation. So Anyway, so yeah, so you get the hot glue gun, you put you put the marmalade tubes in it, and then you shoot people. It is, by the way, just letting you know, it's a very slow shot. Yeah. It's it just trickle it trickles. Yeah, it has to be very close range. Yeah. Stabbing range, basically. Yeah, you have to say, excuse can can you a little closer. A little closer. Please. Please let me shoot you with my marmalade gun. Right. Which sounds vaguely sexual. It sounds extremely yes. sexual. Yeah. And, and you're wearing a trench coat, too. Yeah. You're flashing them and saying, I would like to shoot you with my marmalade I, gun. I got a marmalade gun under this trench coat. And I'm happy to, you're happy to see me. That's right. Yeah. You're gonna be. And then they just walk so, away. All right. That guy was weird. So uh, th- this episode of Murder My Dude is sponsored by Marmalade Guns. Yes. The new product, Marmalade Guns. All right. Uh, yeah. So, um, well, I think enough of that uh, jibber jabber. This is a uh, banter light show. Is yeah, it's banter light. It's uh, banter zero. Uh, actually, no, there is some banter. So, well, it's like calories. Like they, you can call something zero calorie, right? If it has less than, if it has less than five calories per serving, because I, I remember that I was I was talking to somebody and they were looking at like one of those bottles of like clear splash type stuff where. Like a sparkling water beverage, flavored sparkling water. Uh-huh. And they were like, it's a, it was like three servings, servings, and it was like per serving, zero calories. But if you had the whole thing, because like now in nutrition labels, you have the per serving nutrition and the whole thing. And it was like per serving, it was zero calories. But for the whole thing, it was 10 calories. Like, how does that work? And I looked it up. And yeah, it's like anything that's under five calories per serving, you can say it's zero calorie. Even though if it's 10 calories at three servings, it's like 3.3 with a little infinite line over the three yeah. calories per serving. Confusing. See, that, that's the stuff you come to murder my dude for. Yes. Fuck the murder. Yeah. You're learning the belt. Fuck the dudes. Fuck, fuck well, the dudes. You do when you're wearing a, a, a trench coat and you yeah. have a marmalade if you gun. Wanna, if you want to fuck the dudes, you need a marmalade gun. You need a marmalade gun. So, All right. Right now, we're going to get into a little, uh, what's the word? Segment? Segment. Yeah. That we like to call, This Week Murder! Murder Marmalade. Murder murder Marmalade? I call it the Marmalade gun, because I'm a big Patti LaBelle fan. Right, and and I'm a Christina Aguilera f- uh, fan. Yeah. Remember and they did the... Yeah, it was a her, Maya, a bunch of people, right? Was it? Maya was kind of sexy. She had a weird looking face. Was Lil' Kim in that too? It was like, was, I think I so. Think it was like four people. We're missing somebody. Hey, who gives a shit? And the mystery singer. Right. 
it was Missy Elliott. That's the misdemeanor singer. Oh, that's right. It probably wasn't Missy Elliott. I think it was Maya, though. I believe Maya was there. Yeah, she's she was sexy. There's something sexy about her. And didn't she do that uh, Ghetto Superstar? I believe so. Yeah, with uh, ODB, right? Or yeah. Praz, or the other one? Well, I think ODB was no, involved in it, too. Who was the other guy? It was Praz. It wasn't Wyclef. Oh, it wasn't Wyclef? Yeah, it was, uh, it Pra- was Praz. Yeah. Maya, Praz, and ODB, yeah. Why Why do I know these names? Uh, Praz. God. Nobody's thought of him in fucking and then 20, 23 years. The Lady Marmalade cover was Christina Aguilera, Lil' Kim, mm-hmm. Maya, mm-hmm. and Pink. Pink? And Pink, yes. Ew. Remember she peed herself? No, wasn't that Fergie? Or did they both pee I themselves? I think they both, they both did. There's a lot of white women peeing themselves. Gross. All right. Anyway, Christina Aguilera was pretty fucking sexy. Um, and Maya was too, uh, kind of. All right. And you met Lil' Kim. I did meet Lil' Kim. Let me tell this story real quick before we, we, we do this. So I have this weird thing of like running into... Like famous people. I ran into Gorilla Monsoon when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. I ran into um, Terry O'Quinn in Virginia Beach. Like, uh, it was weird. Uh, who else? Oh, um, who's the dude in Collingdale? Randall Tex Cobb. Randall Tex Cobb. Yeah. Because I think he was living in like media at the yeah, time. Yeah, he was local, I think. And um, and uh, yeah, I was at. I was at, uh, the, it was this place called like the Snack Shack or something like that in Jersey. I, I forget what town it was. It was on Hudson. And uh, we, me and my ex took my oldest son down there and he was a baby. And we're down there and this group, uh, uh, you know, it was like, it was like a guy and a couple girls and they were walking by and the girl goes, oh, your baby's so cute. And we're like, oh, thank you. And I'm staring. I remember she had a white t-shirt on. You could see like kind of like her nipples through the right. through the shirt. I'm staring, you know, because whatever. You're hooked and you couldn't stop staring. Well, I'm a guy. And, um, oh, baby. Uh, that's why I said to her. Mm-hmm. I want to get with you. Take her picture? My, no, I didn't. That's, that's perverted, dude. But I was so horny. Good. So, yeah. um, but anyway, no, I, I, I looked at her face and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and when she walked, like, she walks by, I go, do you know who that was? And my ex is like, no, I was like, dude, that was little Kim. Yeah. And she's like, what? I was like, I'm dead serious. I was like, that was little Kim. Like it was, it was mm-hmm. legit. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, she, well, looked, she looked like a little Kim or whatever. And then you found out she lived right there. Yeah. That area is like very close to Alpine and Alpine was like, where Tenafly, right? Like Tenafly was there. But Alpine yeah. had a lot of like famous people. Chris Rock. Chris Rock were there. A lot of music people. The Jonas Brothers lived there for a little bit. Okay. Uh, I think the Demi Lovato live there. She may have. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of like cele- Eddie Murphy, I think, lived there. Right. Yeah. Or around there. No, it was def- it was definitely her. Like I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, it was little Kim. Just out in the wild. And uh she told me my kid was cute. Yeah, somebody we know saw Tretch at the t- parking lot of a Target nearby. Oh wow. You you know who else uh said that my kid was cute? Who's that? Francine. Yeah, from uh ECW, from the wrestler ECW, Francine. Yeah, she's fucking sexy. God, she's so sexy. She's one of those like sleazy sexy chicks. You know, like you look at her, you're like, oh, really? Like some people might be like, oh, really? I'm like, yes, that's like, <laughs> that's like, uh, yeah, fucking on my like fantasy bucket list. You know, like, I'm, 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 I'm drafting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drafting. So anyway, all right. Uh, we're getting into this week in murder. We have a couple uh, stories, but but uh, can, can I see can I see the the next story that you have? Can we I have see two stories. What, yeah. what, what the other story is. Uh, oh, oh, you have that. Yes. Oh. 
then what do I miss? Oh, you know what? Then uh, before we get into these two stories, um, I, I don't really have all the information, but uh, there was that. I, I know that there was more that came out about the uh, the FedEx driver in uh, Texas. FedTex. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, vaguely. So, so it was this uh, little girl they found dead and this te- uh, this this FedEx driver in Texas hits this little girl or kills her. Uh, he, he I guess he claimed that he 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 hit her. And so uh, she wasn't dead. And so he like broke her neck. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like really disgusting. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. But I thought that you had that story up. I forgot. I, I now now it's coming back to me. Oh, no, wait, it was the other way around. So I didn't really have anything prepared to talk about. I thought you already wrote. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm very confused here. I gave you a link and I thought that I gave you the link to that particular story. Right. But I gave you a link and it was to a different story. Right. It's a story. Which, which we went over and it's the first yeah. story that we're going to read right now. Okay. I thought that I, I was trying to give you uh, the link to the FedEx story, but I didn't give you that one. And so I got very confused again because I thought that you did have that for the other story. And I was going to talk about our second story. But you already have the second story. Yeah, don't talk about the second story I, first. We'll well, talk about I'm the not, second story second. Right, yeah. But what I'm saying is... If we talk about it first, it'll be the first story. I, well, but it's not I thought second. that you didn't have it written as a story, so I was just going to talk about it. But you already have it written as a second story, so that's why I, I really didn't have anything other than saying the FedEx girl was... Or the little girl was killed by a FedEx guy, and that's all I have. Go look it up, all right? Anyway, what is this? A true crime podcast? You don't come here to learn about true crime shit. Well, I did, but I thought you had it written is what I'm saying. I thought you already had that one done, but you didn't. All right. It's not your fault. It's just it, it what well, kind of is, but it, it's not actually it's mine. All right. First story. Death of American tourists in Mexico investigated as a femicide. Femicide. Yes. Femicide. Shanquella Robinson, a 25 year old from North Carolina, mm-hmm. killed while vacation in, vacationing in Mexico. Right is believed to be the victim of femicide, Femicide. a term for homicide, where the motive is based on gender, which is classified as a separate crime in 16 countries, including Mexico. Yeah. Uh, The Mexican version of the law requires, quote, evidence of sexual violence prior to the victim's death, a sentimental, effective, or trusting relationship with the perpetrator, and the victim's body being displayed in public. Yeah. I I don't buy this. The femicide? Part? Well, it's it is a thing in Mexico. It's not a thing here. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't I don't buy that. That was like, what what what's the criteria here? What what what? It has to be. Ba- it says based on gender, right? Well, the, the criteria is criteria is the 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 victim was targeted based on their gender. I don't think that that was the the. I think it was a personal thing, not because she was a girl. All right. I think it was because I think that there was something to do with like I, I think that there was yeah you know, there was motive obviously but i don't think it was just, you know how like somebody will like uh like, like a racist guy in the south back you know back in the day they'll target a black person because they're black yeah that would be now considered a hate crime right i don't think that this girl was killed because she's a girl i don't think the girl was like i hate women i'm gonna kill you i think that there was a personal vendetta here but I don't think that had anything. I don't. I don't think it was because she was a girl. I'll take it up with the Mexican process. Well, I I can't do that. 
Not with that attitude, you can't. I can't do it with any attitude. So anyway, Robinson was vacationing, vacationing with people she knew. Yeah. Uh, their names have not yet been made public, mm-hmm. who claimed that Robinson had died of alcohol poisoning. Right. However, video later leaked of a woman beating a naked Robinson while a voice-off camera says, Quella, can you at least fight back? Right, yeah. On November 10th, an autopsy was released showing that alcohol did not directly contribute to Robinson's death. Instead, she died of, quote, a uh, severe spinal cord injury and Atlas Luxation. I've never heard that. It it's an Ayn like Rand novel. Uh, that was Atlas Shrugged. That too. Yeah. That was, this is the, the lesser known sequel. Right. Atlas Luxation. It's a, essentially it means a broken neck. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. Yeah. Really? You knew that already? No, no. Oh. I just context clues. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't know that before I wrote this no, thing. No, no. Uh, it's unclear why Mexican authorities have classified this as a femicide. They mean it. I don't know either. On November 18th, the FBI announced they were launching a separate investigation. Right. Yeah. On November 23rd, Daniel De La Rosa Anaya, the attorney general of Baja, California, where Robinson was killed, mm-hmm. announced an arrest warrant has been issued for an as yet unnamed American suspect in the murder. De La Rosa called the suspect the direct aggressor in the actions that led to Robinson's death. He also clarified the death had nothing to do with alcohol or a fight, but instead a, quote, direct assault against a 25-year-old girl. Now, by the way, the general of Baja, California, is that in Mexico? Yes, Baja, California is a uh, is in Mexico. Because that's very confusing to somebody that's listening that doesn't understand that. Because it's not Baja, comma, California. No. The, the, the name is Baja. I thought, I thought it was Cabo. Cabo San Lucas may be in Baja, California. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know if they call them like districts or provinces or what they call them in Mexico. By the way, I, I watched two videos. But it'd uh, be like if it was New Mexico. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I watched uh, I watched two videos of of this. It was the <clears throat> the one where she's getting uh, the shit kicked out of her. Uh, there was two people standing there filming. It was a guy and a girl. And she was naked standing there. She gets in a fight. The girl that she's fighting like is like punching her grabs her by her hair throws her around and it's just like kind of like wailing on her and then kicks her in the head that's probably where the broken neck came from very possible from the kick yeah and i don't think it was like i don't think that this girl was intending to kill her i think she was just trying to if be- if, if she was killed right then and there then probably not no 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 she she was you could tell you could tell that and the reason why she was naked is cuz you watch if you watch a different video Shinquella was like Hey, bitches, talking about, like, getting naked. I guess they were all going to get naked, maybe to go skinny dipping or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess, and then I think that they were, like, plotting in the other room. I don't know. Like, that's what people are saying online is that they were plotting. I think there was something, like, that you could hear the one girl talking about, like, beating the shit out of her. I I, I don't know. But anyway, but you, she does mention about getting naked. So she was naked. That was probably the plan that they were all going to get, you know, na- I guess she thought that they were all going to get naked. Right. So that's probably why she was standing there naked. Not like it was a sexual thing. It probably wasn't mm-hmm. sexual. It was. Yeah. So anyway. OK. A Univision.com article reported that a uh, arrest warrant was issued for a member of the group Robinson had traveled to Mexico with less reputable source resources named a specific suspect and claimed they had been arrested. But that has not been confirmed. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically all I have. It's kind of a very much up in the air story. Yeah. Uh, to be con- determined, this might be one we follow up on in the future if they do wind up a- apprehending a suspect. Yeah, because because when when I was talking to you, you were like, you're like, well, this is the one that you were really like, you know, 
you said that this was like a really popular thing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, like, I'm reading it and I'm like, I have no idea what the hell this is. And then I, I realized I was like, oh, shit, I must have gave you the wrong link. Yeah, I went through my text thread with you, and this was the link I saw. Yeah, so well, because this is the link that I, I gave you. Yeah, but I went I, through it. But I must have gave you the wrong one, because I was trying to give you the, 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 the I was going to say the Tex-Mex. God damn it. The Tex-Mex FedEx driver. Right. Uh, the, the, the he, FedEx. He delivers Tex-Mex through FedEx. It's so delicious, dude. It's, it's a so FedEx good. Tex-Mex. I love tacos de lingua. They it's are so good. good. I would love to eat a Mexican right I mean, eat Mexican right now. So, all right. <clears throat> Next story. All right. Uh, Boy in the Box, Identity Revealed. uh, Did you know about this story? Mm, I think I've heard it before, but I wasn't really that up to up to speed with it. Yeah, this is something for the, you know, the past few years. Like you're like, oh, they're going to reveal who the boy in the box is. And like the way you said it was almost like it was like Jack the Ripper, like a very, very everyday common, well-known thing. Well, it is. It is in, in, in true crime circles. Like, a lot of people that are really up on true crime stuff know the boy in the box. Especially if you're from Philly, you should know this. Like, you know, it's it's weird the shit that you don't know and the shit that you do know. Like, because, like, very obvious things will, will, like, you know, like, just go over your head sometimes with these things. And then and then you'll know, like, really obscure shit. And it's, like, weird. Like, wrestling. We talk about wrestling stuff. And I'm like, oh, did you hear me? And you're like, no. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? But then you'll know, like, I don't know some other weird shit that like nobody knows like, well, why why do you know that so I, I just figured you would have known the boy in a box because this was a this is really a, a popular thing man this is popular i've known about it for a while i was super super interested in it when i when i heard um when i heard about it and uh it, when i when i heard that that they had the name but people mm-hmm. were like yeah yeah they solved the whole thing we'll, we'll, we'll get into not it. exactly we'll, we'll get into it so Philadelphia police made waves when they announced the DNA analysis had revealed the identity of the long unknown boy in the box. Uh, the boy who weighed only 30 pounds at the time of his death was believed to have been between four and six years old. And his naked, brutally beaten body was found on the side of Susquehanna Road. They have a hat company on that road, I believe. Uh, in Northeast Philadelphia's Fox Chase neighborhood on February 25th, 1967. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boy's body was badly scarred and his hair had been styled into a ramshackle buzz cut. His unmarked grave in Philadelphia's Ivy Hill Cemetery read Heavenly Father. Was, uh, by the way, it's uh, 57, not 67. Oh, 57. Yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, hence the next line. Uh, his his um, grave read Heavenly Father, bless us unknown boy, February 25th, 1957. Right, yeah. They didn't just get it wrong on the grave. That's the actual time. I got it wrong the first time I said it. Right, yeah. Uh, Theories have been plentiful. Mm -hmm. Some thought the boy was either a resident of a nearby foster home or the son of its owner or the owner's stepdaughter. Uh, Others thought that the boy was raised as a girl and the choppy haircut could be explained uh, because he had routinely worn a wig. Another theory involved a woman named Martha who gave details known only to police and claimed she and her mother were involved in the boy's death. After they brought him from the boys, bought him rather, not brought him, bought him mm-hmm. from the boys' birth parents. Martha claimed to be, uh, claimed that her mother beat the child, who was named Jonathan, to death after he threw up a meal of baked beans. Martha had a history of mental illness, however, and neighbors never remembered a boy living at the home. But the fact that she knew of the boy's last meal when that wasn't made public at the time was never really accounted for. Yeah. And now we do know uh, that the boy in the box is not Jonathan, but Joseph. Augustus Zarelli, uh, four years old and residing in West Philadelphia near 61st and Market Streets at the time of his death. Identifiers International 
a California forensic genealogy firm used retail DNA tracing to match Joseph's DNA to that of 40-year-old Justin Thomas. So much like the Golden State Killer and a few other less uh, well-known cases, this is one where those over-the-counter Ancestry DNA 23andMe type testing kits kind of got us to this conclusion. Well, they don't really know that, that that this kid was living at the time of his disappearance or, you know, a murder, that he was living. In well, West, it was like his listed West. address, though, right? Uh, yeah, most likely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't mean like. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah just, and there's a little bit more to the Martha story once once we're done. That, this. That's all I have for Martha, if you want to elaborate. Yeah, so um, Martha, when she came forward, she came forward in 2002 and um, there was a, a an officer, uh, Thomas Augustine, Tom Augustine, who was uh, he was a detective and he was like he made this case his life's work and um, he interviewed her and he actually was going to find out. So Mar- Martha just wanted to be known as M. Mm-hmm. Her mother was a librarian at, at a school and her father was a science teacher uh, at the same school. Uh, turns out that these people did this deep dive. They started coming out with all this stuff. They found out who this Martha was. They, they found her name and all this information, found out who, you know, who it was. Um, they found out that uh, so Martha died in 2020. Martha's mother died in 1995. She claims that she was uh, the the. The boy was up in the bathtub Mm -hmm. and giving him a bath and he was, you know, having a hard time, whatever. Right. And that's when he, you know, threw up the beans and the the mother snapped and beat her. They used to she claims that they used to routinely um, molest him and beat him. And they said that uh, she the the parents bought him uh, in 1954 when he was a year old. Oh, wow. And she said this back then. Turns out that's how old he really was. Yeah. And when they, they, you know, they found out he was born in 1953. She said that, you know, he was a year old and they had him for four years. And it would explain why nobody in the Zarellis talked about this or knew about this, because if the dad only had the kid for a year. Yeah. The, the the reals you know the biological father mm-hmm. it would make sense maybe he had this kid didn't tell anybody about this sold this kid because look believe it or not it was a little bit more common to sell yeah your- selling kids was fairly common yeah and the day and um and probably more than we know today right and uh and so people were finding the zarelli family today and they're like leaving messages on their on their like Which social is fucking strange. And it's 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 fucked up. What 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 does the Zarelli family today have to do yeah. with? You know, it's like any anyway. So um, yeah. So there's all that stuff. And uh, and when when Martha's uh when Martha's mother died in in ninety uh, five, she died in Cincinnati, and her obituary, presumably written by Martha, you would think, was it said like in lieu of flowers to donate. To and it was some child abuse fund. Mm-hmm. If that's not a fucking statement, yeah. If that's not a goddamn statement, um, and uh, yeah, so she really stuck with the story. Now, now the Augustine, um, he's he believes he and, and there was a couple other uh 
cops that 100% believe this this lady that believe Martha. There's some that are a little, you know, like, I don't know. Um, I think more like the newer detectives are like, I don't really know. Some of the older ones that were like, no, like they, it's they really believe this one. Um, what's really sad about this, though, is so uh, Augustine just had this interview in like September and the boys stuff came out in uh, uh, November. The you know, the, the mm-hmm. name Tom Augustine died in October. Yeah, that's he that's died nice. a month before the fucking name was released. Yeah. Like, why couldn't you have waited, Tom? You know, like that's something that's his whole life's work right there. Mm-hmm. And then the name comes out yeah. right after Again, he dies. Much back to the, the Golden State Killer thing where it all it all gets kind of revealed after Michelle McNamara died. Right. Right. Pat, Al- Pat Oswalt's uh, wife. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, th- th- there there was a lot with uh with with the whole M thing, and apparently M's or, or Martha's um psychiatrist said that uh she had told this story back in 1989. So whether or not it's true, because the baked beans thing, people are like, well, how did she know this? Because nobody was able to find this being released to the public, right? Like the 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 baked beans, and and apparently the autopsy states that the beans were found in his stomach. So how did she know that? How mm-hmm. did she know this fact? If it wasn't released to the public, right. unless it was, and you know, one of those, like maybe Kinda she got lost a time. Yeah. It got lost. Yeah. Right. And, and she just remembered it over all these years and just kept this vendetta against her parents and, you know, stuck with this story, you know, stuck with this narrative or it's true. And that's what Tom Augustine and a lot of other people seem to believe. Right. They're like, well, look, you could either believe this or believe that. And I choose to believe this. Um, look, I guess it's all if you want to call it circumstantial evidence, whatever you want to call it, whatever, you know, like these things are uh, with what was what was presented in the timeline and all this stuff. Uh, but there is other stuff. I don't know how um, how how in depth you went on. No, this week of murder is usually a quick thing. It's not so, like a deep so, dive. So they they found other things too. They found like uh, like a, a hat under the boy's body, and it was from this from a hat company, it not the Susquehannock. No, no, I knew where you were going. There was a hole punch in the fact. Uh, no, um, that uh, the one guy cut his thumb, and it was like when you watch the Abbott and Costello skit, and he punches it, mm-hmm. you could tell he slices his thumb on the on the wire. Oh, well, like it's legit. You could tell he legit sliced it because of his reaction. He's not that good of an actor. Um, Anyway, the hat company that was from it was there was only like so many of these hats found like, oh, they did this whole thing. Like the box that it was found in. They they realized where it was, I think it was from like a JCPenney that they found it like near 69th Street. Oh, wow. Um, They they knew it was like a baby bassinet box. Mm-hmm. Um, The hat that they found under him was. um actually made at a hat shop and at seventh and shunk in South Philly, which is only a few uh, streets away from my last house that I lived in. Mm-hmm. I lived at fourth and Rittner in my last house and shunk's only a couple streets over. And then just, you know, I was in fourth and that's at seventh. So it's only, uh, at, you know, a few streets away. We lived in Delco. Yeah. At some point. And the Zarelli family is a prominent Delco fa- uh, family, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how prominent. Well, I, I mean, at this point, they own like a big landscaping yeah. uh, company. I don't know if the Zarellis were, were prominent then at the time. I have no idea. Because um, when you say prominent, you're thinking like DuPont. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's you're thinking something like that, not Zarelli. Who I, I've never heard of Zarelli before. Yeah. Um, it's funny because you have that and you have like you have the Philly connection, you have that, like it's just all these things. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. We we were there and um Yeah, we've put three year olds in a box. No, 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 no. I mean living near th- these different places and one of them I'm sorry, you've put three year olds in a box. Thank you. Uh one of them, I think it may have been it may have been the uh Martha's dad maybe somebody there's some there's some was right here in schuylkill county oh okay like yeah somebody's like born right here like mm-hmm. in one of these little towns like right next right near pottsville huh. it's yeah it was like this weird all these weird connections i'm like am, it's a, am it's i like it's a local story am i the killer yes yeah i i'm a time traveler yeah you, you time, time no but it's just it's just cool though that like it's not cool but like that I lived right near the hat where the hat was made. And I live, you know, right here the in the haberdashery and in, in Pottsville. And I lived in Delco where that, you know, it's just all these like, yeah, it's local, but it's like eh, how local, you know, it's very local to me. You know what I mean? So anyway, all right. Uh, that's really all I have on the Marsh, uh, Marsh, uh, Martha stuff, dude. If you want to go into Reddit, there's a lot of detectives on there, a lot of armchair detectives that are that are all about this because it's interesting and it's fun. How do we know these detectives all have armchairs? Maybe some it's, of them have armless chairs. It's it's a saying. It's just a saying. Or is it? Yeah. I'm doing an investigation. I need to do my own research. Right, yeah. I hate that fucking stuff. I hate that fucking thing. Uh, the do your own research? Yeah. Well, research. Like, you're in a fucking lab. You're not doing research. You're reading articles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, though, sometimes you read articles and you see things that other people don't see. It makes see. it sound like you're in a fucking white coat... Pour shit from one beaker into another. But I'm what, doing my research. But what it does is it makes it like I, I understand what you're saying, but it's like when people are like, "Well, I just believe I believe the JFK. I believe the JFK uh, thing because because of what the um what what was the committee called? Warren Commission. The Warren Commission. Um, because of what the Warren Commission says, even though a lot of shit has come out since, you know, like a bunch of redacted things and a lot of shit's coming out like a lot of shady shit and people are like yeah the fucking warren commission was just paid off bullshit and a lot of it's it's we, we know it's bunk we know it's bunk we know we know it's bunk at this point but at the time people just had to go you know because that's what it was so people were researching people were look they were putting different things they were getting different things because it's like there are different remember like what we said earlier about like the girl how does she know about the baked beans thing? Right. Because it may have been reported in one thing. She and, did her research. And she did her research. She did. And she, you know, where other people weren't seeing because it wasn't being widely reported about. Because some people even today are like, where did you find this about this thing? But, you know, how the hell did she find out about the baked beans? We can't seem to find any articles mentioning the baked beans. Well, she did. Right. Because she did her research. So I think with like things like that. But, but. Oh God, they go so crazy. Like when it when it comes to like um like the flat earthers or something like that, you know, there, there's just some wild shit. So I understand why people just hate conspiracy theorists. I understand it. I, I totally get it. You know, but uh yeah. I get what you're saying about the I hate That was I, more the phrase. The phrase right. is what like Yeah. Um and it's uh, getting back to this and uh and the uh, the guy whose DNA they used to kind of make this discovery, Justin Thomas, he he did recognize the Zarelli surname from his mother's uncle and believes that Joseph may have been his mother's first cousin. 
Uh, that Zarelli family lived in West Philadelphia before Born moving to raised. the suburbs of Delaware County. So, oh, oh, oh one, one more thing with the Zarelli thing. So, uh, just doing a little deep dive myself, I did my own research. Oh, wow. I I saw the name Zarelli, and so what, when the when they came out, the police were like, "We're not releasing the the child's uh, biological parents' name at this time." They said that they have the names. They're not releasing it, so it's never been released. But his name was Joseph Augustus Zarelli. Uh, there is an Augustus, I think it's Augustus John Zarelli that, you know, was there. And there was like, I forget what the what the wife's name was. And um, so it's like, I don't know, it's very close to the name that, you know, a lot of people are pointing that like, okay, this is probably, mm-hmm. you know, this is, pro- but who knows? They're saying that he has uh, siblings that are still alive. Interesting. I don't know. And and as far as bringing the murderer to justice, Philadelphia Police Captain Jason Smith was guarded when talking to the press, saying, quote, We have our suspicions as to who may be responsible, but it would be irresponsible of me to share these suspicions as this remains an active and ongoing criminal investigation. Right. We may not make an arrest. We may never make an identification. Smith later said in reference to identifying the killer. Yeah. But we're going to do our damnedest to try. Right. And then there's a good chance. There's a pretty good chance that whomever did this is now dead. Well, if it is, because I, I, you notice, I never said uh, Martha's name. I never said the last name or anything like that. Which I do know. If you Stuart. want, to, if you want to DM me, um, it's Stuart. It's not. Uh, it's it wasn't her. It was Snoop Dogg. Oh, because well. murder was a case that they gave him. It wasn't. I'm just joking. I'm just kidding, Snoop. You know I love you. Um, Washington. It, it. You're just guessing names at this point. The point that uh, our famous Martha's Vineyard. It was <laughs> Martha. That's not where I was going. I was going Quinn. It was Svineyard. I. I like Martha Svineyard. Svineyard. Yeah, Martha Svineyard. Uh No. Um. If if it was, it's funny because you said 67 earlier. Uh. The if if it is Martha's parents. Mm-hmm. The dad died in 67 mm-hmm. and her mother died in 95. So they are long dead. You're, you can arrest a corpse, I guess. Nobody, yeah. You know, I guess they could stop you, but it's going to be hard to handcuff. R- well, no, not really. You can get thin cuffs. You can zip tie. You could. You can zip tie the, the bones. They're not really a flight risk. No. Really? Really? They're not a flight risk? Really? Throw those at a pilot. As he's driving, beat, beat, beat a pilot. Throw it in a moving plane and it's yeah. a flight risk. Yeah, see see what happens. Right. Yeah. I'm going to try that. I'm going to do some research on how to throw a dead body into a plane that's moving. Yeah. While I'm doing my research, let's hear a quick word about Anchor.fm. So if you didn't get enough dead children from that boy in the box story, we got more for you. Oh, uh, you forgot the FedEx Tex-Mex. Yeah, the FedEx Tex-Mex guy. The only one, it, the FedEx Tex Mex and a car wreck guy. It's it's like Shanquilla. What are you doing? Why why couldn't you be a child? You know what I mean? Yes. No. 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 Why no. couldn't you be a child that got drunk and wanted to get naked in Mexico? Says Jackson Wells. Damn it! Put my foot in my mouth a lot, don't I? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you do. You know who else did Casey Anthony? Actually, she didn't. She said too little, probably. She said too little. I think that's that was more the suspicion. I thought she, she kept killed, her foot I thought out. she killed too little. She may have. Some people suspect her of it. We don't know. 
we don't know. A court I, of law didn't say think so. A court of law. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right off the bat before we get into the story. Uh-huh. She's innocent. Okay, you've you've done your research. No. Oh, but she's innocent. Yeah. All right. Anything to go on on this? Oh yeah. Um, if you are a seven or above, mm-hmm. you're innocent. If you're a six or above, can you get a plea bargain? No. Oh, you're just good. It's a very hard cutoff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So this is going to be one of those cases that uh, and she's definitely a seven and a half to an eight, depending on my my eyesight at that time. <laughs> it's a little blurry is a better or worse. Um, look, I don't know, but uh, all I know is sometimes I look at her and I'm like, "Ooh, damn, she's a fucking eight. Some it, she, maybe she's not your cup of tea, okay? Maybe she's not your cup of coffee. Maybe she's not your. I don't know what kind of drink she is or isn't to you. Your picture of horchata. Sure. I heard she's a horchata. Um, but I uh I think she's very attractive, and I think she's over a seven, so she's innocent. That's it. That's uh that's how I I I, I do things. Okay? Maybe you don't. But this is my court of law. So if you're a defense attorney mm-hmm. and uh you are are representing a very attractive female client, you want Jackson Wells on your jury. This is the message of today's show. That's right. So um, there's going to be another one of those cases where you'll know a little bit about it. If you were even somewhat aware of the news 15 years ago. Yeah, I, I, knew, I knew what news was when I was uh, 20. Or if you followed the news, if you, were, if you were following the news. this was Well, if this is 2008, yeah, this is 14 years ago. Okay, close enough. Well, I mean, then say it right. If you were uh, aware of the news, uh, fourteen years, six months, two days, I don't, you're, and fifteen you're just, hours you're ago, you're just you're just you're just being a jerkus at this point. You're having a jerkus circus right now. Okay, I'm being accurate. It's very important. I don't think you have the days right, though. I might not. I See? was guessing you weren't being accurate. Well, that's not being accurate. Now, I did it? my own research. Listen, all right. There's time loops and warps and tunnels. It's a flat circle. Quick warning, this was going to be a tough one if you're squeamish about cases where the victim is a child, but or if you are, we probably should have warned you about that a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. And like most wild and outrageous crimes, this one takes us to Florida. I've yeah. never been there, but I would like to go. Let's go. I have been to Florida before, but yeah. I was very young. I was four years old and luckily not killed, or else I probably would have been on this episode of Murder My Dude. Yeah. Which probably wouldn't have been in existence because I would have died as a child. Yeah, and who would have wrote it? Yeah, definitely not me. Not me. I probably, if I died as a child, I probably would have had a better chance of writing this. So on July 15th, 2008. Well, I don't know what you're trying to say, but go, go ahead. July 15th, 2008. So that puts us at 14 years. Uh, oh, dude, just fucking read the goddamn seven thing. Seven months. Okay. Six months and 28 days. Sorry. Oh I was very close. If we were actually when this goes to press, it'll be almost that. Are you much. sure it's twenty eight? Because don't, don't you know. take into consideration that I'm forgetting the, about leap years and shit. I don't have time to do all that. And, and the, I left my abacus in the other room. Okay, and, 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 I don't and know the exact time. Months, That's why I guessed it fifteen years. Months to have thirty days. Months to have thirty one yeah. days. April, June, and November. Yeah, I got <sighs> it. So uh, on July fifteenth, two thousand eight, Cindy Anthony placed three separate calls to nine one one. Uh, the first call unexpectedly started by saying, quote, I have someone here who I need to be arrested in my home. Very odd, by the way. Uh, Cindy then revealed there was also a possible missing child, Casey Anthony, who was Cindy's daughter, 
Uh, her three-year-old daughter, Kaylee, who would be Cindy's granddaughter, had been missing for a month, according to Cindy's account. Right. When the 911 operator asked if the child's disappearance had been reported yet, Cindy replied, quote, I'm trying to do that now. Huh. All right. She went on to say that she was trying to have her then 22-year-old daughter, Casey Anthony, arrested for the theft of money and an automobile. According to the allegations, Casey had taken the vehicle about three weeks beforehand, and Cindy had just recovered it recently. Now, by the way, let, let's, let's just get this out of the way. Everybody gives Casey Anthony shit for not reporting it r- right away, right? Mm-hmm. What about the other family that knew about it, too? Yeah. How come nobody gave them shit? I think, yeah, because we'll, we'll get to it, yeah. Right. In a second talk with police, Cindy said that Casey had just admitted that Kaylee's babysitter had taken her about a month prior. Cindy's next revelation was even more disturbing. Quote, she just admitted to me that she's been trying to find her by herself, Cindy said. There is something wrong. I found my daughter's car today and it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Right, yeah. Cindy had just seen, had last seen Kaylee, by her account, on June 7th, over a month prior. On June 9th, Casey had moved out of her parents' home, and her and presumably Kaylee moved in with an ex-boyfriend, Ricardo Morales, and a friend, Amy Hazenga. Eventually, Casey was put yeah, on That's line. what they used to say on, um, on the Big Bang Theory. That was Bazinga. Uh. Amy Bazinga, different person. Mm. Eventually, Casey was put on the line with the 911 operator, telling them Kaylee had been missing for 31 days. Quote, I know who has her, Casey elaborated. I tried to contact her, and I actually received a phone call today from a phone number that is no longer in service. I did get to speak to my daughter for about a minute. Most likely, this was the first uh, of many lies that Casey Anthony told that we'll cover in this story. Um, Right, yeah. The person Casey was speaking of was Zenaida Fernandez... Gonzalez, Kaylee's purported nanny, who would eventually gain the dubious nickname Zanny the Nanny. Great name. It is. Um, in mid-June, Casey had told her parents she'd left Kaylee w- with Zenaida while going on a business trip to Universal Studios. Because uh, I guess she was like a cast member at one of these things or something. She, she said like, that she worked at like, uh, she did like, worked like a, for like a third party something yeah, like that maybe th- a vendors i don't know what she yeah did. i forget what it was yeah did you watch the did you watch the documentary i thing? did but i didn't like memorize yeah. all of it but you don't need to memorize it like you just watch it and know whether i didn't memorize all of it i just know what she said about working at universal yeah yeah a a frantic search ensued and authorities tried to piece together the happenings of the gap between when kelly was last seen well, one of the things she lied about, I think, was working Universal, if I recall well, correctly. At the time. Yeah. At the time, um, yeah. They, the authorities did try to piece together the happenings of, of the, in, uh, the gap in between when Kaylee was last seen and when she was actually reported missing over a month later. A few days after, a friend of Casey's named Christine Chester reported... A, a few days after... Um, Notice all these people have fucking last names. names yeah. They all have last names of first name people. Yeah, Chester, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Gonzalez. Well, yeah. Morales. Hizenga. Yeah. You know, my old buddy Hizenga. Hizenga McCaffrey. Uh, no, no, I don't think that's a. Uh... So, yeah, a few days after that June 7th date when um, I keep wanting to call her uh, Carol Anthony, Cindy Anthony. What, what was the friend's name? Amy Hizenga. Yeah. Isn't that the girl that was. um. Uh, uh, 
Princess Vespa? That was Daphne Zuniga. Oh, okay. There was, I wonder if she's a relation. There's a, because I think he is from Florida. There's a guy, H. Wayne Huizenga. He's still in the Miami Dolphins. And I think he may have started like Blockbuster or something. Really? He's a businessman, yeah. But I think that's the same, literally the same name, like no joke. I wonder if that's it a, is. a relation. You're right. It was a, a very funny joke. No, no, no. Uh, Harry Wayne Hazenga. Yeah, Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins, uh, Florida Panthers, Marlins. Yeah, pretty much all the Florida teams. Yeah. So a few days after, so sometime in early to mid-June, a friend of Casey's named Christine Chester reported going on a walk with Kaylee and Casey. Around the same time, another friend, a local DJ, claimed to have seen Kaylee at the apartment of Anthony Lazaro, Casey's boyfriend at the time. In mid-June, Casey claimed to have taken Kaylee to see her great-grandparents, later displaying a video she said she had taken that day. Uh, George Anthony claimed to have seen Kaylee and Casey swimming in the pool at the family home that day, before leaving around 12.30 p.m. I thought that there was a different boyfriend name that you... That was an ex-fiance. This is the current boyfriend. Go- oh, gotcha. So yeah. she has a current boyfriend, and she's living with the ex-fiance. Interesting. All right. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Uh, so this is a whole mess, this whole thing. It is. It's yeah. it's very Florida. It's very, very, very Florida. Yeah. Uh, Cindy Anthony took the ladder away from the pool later that day, but found it back, and the gate to the pool area opened the next day. A few days later, Casey was spotted backing her car up to her parents' garage and borrowed a shovel from a friend. Huh. Later in June, Casey received a call from her ex-fiance, a new ex-fiance, Jesse Grund, uh, who called to tell her she was she was engaged a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's hot. Yeah. Uh, she uh, He called to tell her that he had resigned from his job as a probational police officer in Orlando. He claimed later that he heard Casey tell Kaylee to stop climbing on a table he changed his story a few times, and at points even claimed to have heard Kaylee herself in the background. What the hell? Uh, toward the end of June, Casey left her 1998 Pontiac, the car Cindy Anthony would later claim was hers and stolen, in the parking lot of a check-cashing and loan store, and it would be towed away three days later. Mm-hmm. In the summer of 2008, MySpace was still prevalent in the social media landscape, even if Facebook was becoming the dominant force in the sector. And on July 3rd, almost two weeks before calling the police... Cindy Anthony wrote a lengthy post on her MySpace blog titled My Kaylee is Missing, which largely ranted about Casey's indiscretions. This was probably around the time that Cindy found out that Kaylee was missing. Right. It was around yeah. July 3rd. And again, I think we said she called 911 around July 15th. Okay. Uh, four days later, Casey would post a shorter, more cryptic MySpace, MySpace message. Uh, on the worst of days, remember the words spoken. Trust no one, only yourself. With great power comes great consequence. I think she's Spider-Man. Yeah, right? Well, she's uh, Uncle Uncle Ben. Uh, what is given can be taken away. Or Aunt Jemima. Everyone lies. Sorry, Pearl Mills. Or per- Pearl, Pearl Milling, Milling Company. Company, yeah. Which, by the way, is fu- fucking hilarious. Maybe that was Aunt Jemima's real name, Pearl Milling. Pearl Milling, yeah. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah. Uh, which I love about that. It'll be like Pearl Milling Company. The same great taste as Aunt Jemima. So just keep calling it Aunt Jemima. Right. Like, you, the whole idea was you changed the name for Aunt Jemima because yeah. it was an offensive name, right? Mm-hmm. And yet it'll still say the same great taste as Aunt Jemima. Well, yeah, because you're the same company. Right. You just changed your name, asshole. Uh, what is given can be taken away. Everyone lies. 
Everyone dies. Oh boy, what a fucking whack job. She's so hot though. Now I'm now I don't like her. Because I hear everyone dies, I think the line "Everyone dies, kiddo," which I believe is the last line on the TV show Lost. You so fuck Casey Anthony. She's guilty. Yeah, don't Those like are a her. Hatch. They better not be. Okay. On July 16th, the day after the 911 calls, Casey Anthony was arrested for child neglect, making false official statements. She had lied to police about her place of employment for one thing, uh, saying she worked at Universal and obstructing an investigation. Quote. Based on the repetitive lies that the defendant has told, Orange County Homicide Detective Yuri Melich wrote in the arrest affidavit, We do not know with whom the child is or even if the child is alive. It should be noted at no time during any of the above interviews did the defendant show any obvious emotion as to the loss of her child. Casey would be denied bail the next day, uh, the judge citing her, quote, woeful disregard for the welfare of her child. Her attorney sent a letter to the Orange County Sheriff's Office stating her willingness to, quote, fully cooperate with police. In a new bond hearing, Yuri Melich, uh, or Melich probably, stated that he did notice a foul smell in Casey's car. Melich, who had spent two years in the homicide division before moving to the child abuse division, testified that, quote, in my experience, the smell that I smelled in that car was a smell of decomposition. Oh, boy. Bail was ultimately set at $500,000, which Casey could not afford, Quote, not a bit of useful information has been provided by Ms. Anthony to the whereabouts of her daughter, Judge Stan Strickland said in his ruling. And I would add that the truth and Ms. Anthony are strangers. Yeah, which is a great line. Yeah, and, and seemingly quite accurate at this point. In August, Leonard Padilla, a California bounty hunter, uh, posted Casey's bond. Two months later, Casey would be arrested again, however, this time on the charges of first-degree murder even though the body hadn't been found yet. Um, aggravated child abuse, aggravated manslaughter of a child, and four counts of providing false information to police. This time, Casey was held without bail. It wouldn't be until December that the case would further develop, and in the most tragic way. In mid-December of 2008, a meter reader for a local utility was going to the bathroom in the woods when he found what appeared to be the partially decomposed skull of a, sm- skull of a small child. The forensic evidence in the case included hair recovered from a trunk, uh, from the trunk of Casey's car, uh, deemed similar to Kaylee's hair. A darkening of the roots suggested that the hair came from a dead body, and other forensic scientists testified that the air in the trunk of Casey's car was consistent with what you'd see in a car or a, in a space where a body was decomposing. The defense version of events was that Kaylee had accidentally drowned in the family pool, and that George Anthony, Casey's father, had told Casey she'd spend the rest of her life in jail if he didn't help her cover everything up. Uh, Casey's legal team also alleged that George had sexually abused Casey since she was eight, and that Casey's older brother, Lee, had also acted inappropriately toward her. Computer searches, including some for chloroform, uh, which they said it was like 68, it wound up later being one, and it was about like the use of chloroform in the 1800s, uh, were found on the Anthony family computer. It's believed that the term, quote, foolproof strangulation was also searched for. What a... F- okay. Also the name of my new album. Right. Foolproof, foolproof Strangulation. If I can say it, it's going to be the title of my new album. Mine is 1800s Chloroform Search. Yes. Uh, Cindy Anthony testified that George Anthony would bury family pets in a plastic bag and seal its opening with duct tape. A defense cross-examination of the medical examiners saw the examiner testify that duct tape found on Kaylee's body had shifted positions 
and could have originally been used to tape the bag found by her body shut. Yeah, yeah. Some people were saying that that there wasn't like stuff, I guess it wouldn't have been on the yeah. mouth, but it would have been on the bag. And, right. Yeah. So what what the defense is saying is it's most likely that yeah, the body probably was in Casey's car. Yeah, all that stuff happened, but George Anthony was probably the one that put the body in the car and went <clears throat> and hit it. Yeah, and with with the rape uh, allegation or the molestation allegation, um, that's the name of my second album, molestation allegation. Right. Yeah, it shouldn't be joked about, but yes, um, yes, it should be joked. It's about, a right? it's from a very very it's going to be a very very sick and twisted take on Schoolhouse Rock. It's going to be like a weird Al type parody of Conjunction Junction, but it's molestation allegation. Right. What's your um, vocation? What's your vocation? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. So some people think that maybe he was doing something there, and you know, uh, I guess she was saying that there's no way that Kaylee could have climbed the into the pool. She had to be placed there. Yeah, I mean, kids can kids tend to find their way in places you'd you'd be surprised. She was too tiny, couldn't have gotten up there. That's yeah, what, who knows. That's what they're all saying. So she had to be placed up there. There was no ladder found there at the time. I don't know. This is this is what all has been said. Uh, most likely, I guess what people are saying is most likely if if the dad did, he probably fucking drowned her, or she drowned and. But why would you not just, if it was an accident, why would you, you just, just report it as a an accident? accident yeah. yeah. Who knows? Another key defense witness was Crystal Holloway, who had helped in the search for Kaylee and who had also had an affair with George Anthony. Uh, Holloway told the court that George had told her Kaylee's death was, quote, an accident that snowballed out of control. Uh, she also said that George had admitted to her that Kaylee was dead while he was publicly proclaiming his hopes that she was alive. Oh, jeez. Uh, naturally, George Anthony denied it all. He pointed to a note expressing his desire to find the truth in an early 2009 suicide attempt. Um, it was within a suicide note. Right. Um, as evidence that he didn't play a role in Kaylee's death or disappearance. On July 5th, 2011, so almost, um, almost, or over two years, over three years after this all started, right. uh, Casey Anthony was found not guilty of the major charges, including... Uh, murder and manslaughter. She faced a death penalty. She would have been convicted of murder. Right. Uh, but she was found guilty of four counts of providing false information to law enforcement. Uh, with time served and good behavior, she was released on July 17th, 2011. So uh, after these mostly not guilty verdicts came down, she was released about two weeks later. Little less. Uh, the case has always had a degree of high profile in a decade plus since, with many major players having broken their silence at varying points. George and Cindy Anthony did an interview with A&E in 2018. In it, Cindy said she had very occasional contact with Casey, so very rare. Uh, George said he'd, he does not. Yeah. Uh, they also revealed that they didn't agree on what had happened in the case. Uh, Cindy and I, uh, quote, I should say, uh, Cindy and I must have really raised a bad seed somewhere, George said of Casey. I don't understand it. I don't understand what happened with her. George elaborated by saying he believed that Casey gave Kaylee a sedative and that she didn't wake up. After the overdose, he believed Casey put Kaylee's body in the trunk of her car for a while because she didn't know what to do with it. And then she wound up hiding it where it was found. Mm. Cindy's belief was more closely matched with the theory from Casey's legal team, an accidental drowning in the family pool. Uh, Casey opened up greatly in a 2022 miniseries on Peacock. She claimed to not remember much about the day of Kaylee's death, saying she made breakfast but wasn't feeling that great and that she and Kaylee laid down together. 
Uh, she claimed to have later been shaken awake by George, who asked her where Kaylee was. Casey recalled being confused because she was a light sleeper and Kaylee would never leave the room without waking her to tell her, not even use the bathroom. After looking for Kaylee for a while, Casey claimed she saw her father holding Kaylee's lifeless body. Uh, this is a quote from Casey Anthony now. She's soaking wet. I can see him standing there with her in his arms and handing her to me and telling me that it's all my fault, that I did that, that I caused that. Casey described Kaylee's body at the time as heavy and cold. Uh, Casey claimed George then took Kaylee away and told her it was going to be okay. Uh, Casey claimed to have believed that Kaylee was okay until the body was found, and that her father told her she was fine and, quote, just keep doing what I'm telling you to do and you guys will be reunited soon. Which is, uh, obviously, look, you're going to believe that, you know? Like, yeah. the whole thing is strange. Yes. The whole thing is just weird. And that's kind of where we end. George Anthony has not publicly commented on the recent documentary and his daughter's allegations in it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's um, that's kind of the case. It's Casey. The Casey. And right. The, ca the case of Casey. So, the the thing with this is... is America Top 40. Um, when you look at something like this, they, then you have the whole, like... um court of public opinion oh and, and she, which were casey anthony was very much guilty oh she she was getting uh lots of death threats and it's like look man this is why look you, you can't control people you can't control their 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 excuse me their thoughts a lot of times you can't control their actions right yes um but like this is where you would hope that people just keep their opinions you know to themselves and they don't mobilize and do something crazy like that because what if she really didn't well i think if that would have happened it would have happened by now no, uh, it's of, cooled off quite it, a bit it's definitely since... cooled off yeah it's definitely cooled off yeah but but what i'm saying is is in something like that when people have these knee-jerk reactions and you know it's the these um emotional reactions uh to something like that and they're like oh we're, we i think you're guilty so i'm gonna because my dad was that type of person yeah i think he did it i think she did it and it's like but who cares? Who cares what you thought? It's not your job to think that you're not the professional. So, you know, you know, like like talking about um, talking about like doing your own research. It's like you could do your own research all you want. and You could form your opinion and that's great. But who gives a shit? You're not doing anything with that, you know, right. re regarding yeah. the case. Like so regarding whether or not you think that vaccines are effective or killing people or you know 5g or the moon landing or moon bats or um you or know any boom bots no moon you know moon bats are right i do not they're bats on the moon oh. like there's humanoid bats i should have guessed that people project humanoid bats no that's that's that would be cool. That's going to be in our merchandise section soon we're going to make little you know those mini baseball oh. bats oh i thought you were going to say plushies we could do a plushy version, yeah. Plushy, like it would be like a, like a robotic bat. Okay, you know, I like it. Like at a moon, little moons. We would have like oh, we can make little play sets. Anyway, um, whatever, whatever, man. Look, all I know is the whole story's fucking weird. The whole thing's weird. This poor little girl's dead. Um, beautiful little girl, but her mom is hot. So. Eh, Look, what are you going to do? You gonna you can't arrest her because you're mad. You, you, you know, it's cooled off. Good thing nobody went and killed her. Um, but but Casey Anthony's hot, so she gets a free pass. Sorry. That's just how it goes. You know what I mean? That's how it goes. And, and speaking of goes, we got to go. No, no, no. We've got to do this. It's 
time for another game of Who Died the Worst. That's right, everybody. It's I, I, th- I thought I could get away. I no. I thought I could get away. I, I I was trying to try to get that, but it's 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 neither here nor there. It's there. Where in this segment, who died the worst? It's not who died the funniest. It's not who died the first. The name of the game is who died the worst. And as always, I will give Jackson Wells over here three deaths. It is what it is, and it isn't what it isn't. Got to get all our shit in. Yeah, we're trying to get our. Got to get our shit in. Yeah. Um. I'm going to give Jackson Wells over here three deaths. Snacks and Wells. Snacks and Wells cracking open a can of Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew Zero. Mountain Dew Zero. Yeah. And he's going to tell me which of these three died the worst. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's and Mountain Dew it. <laughs> I, I understand the I joke, j- yeah. <laughs> so death number one. And oh, this, no. I, I think this is going to be a difficult one because I, I think these are all pretty bad. Okay. Uh, death number one takes us to Raleigh, North Carolina. North Carolina! And it's a Christmas parade. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, like um, I like Which them. was canceled mid-parade. No, mid-parade. Yes, mid-parade. Um, because during the parade, um, there was a, uh, a a dance company. CNC Dance Company. CNC uh, and Company. Sorry, oh, I, I thought you were CNC saying CNC Music Factory. CNC Music Factory. I was, but it's CC and Company Dance Complex. Oh, oh, I... I re- Wait, I'm thinking of CCH Pounder. Never mind. No, no. Uh, this is, I guess, a local dance company. Okay. Uh, they they had performed in the parade in the past, in the Christmas parade, and they were doing their little their little routine. Yeah. When an out of control pickup truck pulling a parade float mm-hmm. hit a girl performing, an 11 year old girl performing in the parade for the dance. So that's why they stopped at mid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They stopped because the truck couldn't. Right. Yeah. Uh, hit the girl. The girl succumbed to her injuries. Um, other girls from the dance company could be seen crying and being hugged by family members. Uh, everybody was in shock, of course. So that's death number one. Uh, you're an 11 year old girl dancing in a parade when you're hit by an out of control. This truck. sounds familiar. When did this happen? I think this year. This okay, that's recent. that's why it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, this, that that did sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Death number two. Number two is Adults. right here in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. That's where we live. Oh, you know, Pennsylvania. That's where we live. That's the Lion King. Oh. So this gentleman mm-hmm. was from Perry County, Pennsylvania. Never heard of it. So you don't know where it is? No, no I don't. All right. And I, uh, no, I don't. So, so this gentleman was uh, driving along mm-hmm. when he wrecked his car. He was driving too fast on icy road conditions. Yeah. When his Jeep hit an embankment and ro- rolled over several times. I've witnessed that happen, by the way. Yeah, have you? Yeah. When I, uh, but before we finish this real quick, yeah, 2009, we were, uh, we were looking at, I do, I remember this day, we were looking at houses. And I, I believe it was the day we ended up looking at a, a house that we ended up moving into. We ended up buying it. We left the, the houses. Uh, we left, you know, looking at the houses. We stopped at a um, we stopped at a, 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 a Burger King and then we left and we were just kind of like just cruising along, you know, and I was listening to this song. It was a Rihanna song and. 
I'm listening to it and I look down at the radio and I remember seeing like Rihanna and um and then all of a sudden my my ex uh screams and I look up and here we we had uh we hit a patch of uh, black ice mm-hmm. and we went flying into oncoming uh traffic but it was like a, like a turn like a bend in like kind of like on the side of like a almost like a mountain right and uh and and we turn and we we hit this patch of ice and we go flying into and we boom smash right into a car and my i'm wearing a hat my hat flies out the window because i i I have my arm out the window i'm very claustrophobic i like having a window open when i'm driving it doesn't matter how cold it is um i have my arm out the way my hat falls so i open it right after we got hit excuse me i i get out of the car to grab my hat and my son is he's a baby well he was uh he's born 2007 so this is like february of 2009 and um I get out of the car to grab my hat. And as I do, a car comes behind us, hits the same patch of ice we hit and smashes into the back of the car. And I'm like, what the, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to like, like I want to get my kid out of the car or my ex, but, but they, they got, so they got hit twice. I only got hit, you know, being in the car once. And then other cars were flying around the bend and they were hitting the same patch of ice we hit. And we saw two cars, go flying hit hit the patch of ice and hit fucking rolled mm-hmm. off the side and hit roll that's hit row oh. and uh they i mean they were just rolling like just you know flying around rolling, that rolling 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 right yeah and uh seriously dude it was it was bad it was bad there had to be i'm not even joking 10 accidents were like right there mm-hmm. just people just pie like just cr- flying all over the place and i'm serious like cars just flying off the side of the road and flipping it was it was the craziest it was like final destination Mm -hmm. i don't think anybody got hurt somehow oh wow yeah i don't think anybody it was it was weird so this gentleman was not that lucky oh okay so he um he he rolls his car and his jeep came to arrest on uh some train tracks he got out of the jeep but he didn't get off the train tracks oh no and he was hit by a train you know what that reminds me of too Final destination. Yeah. Uh. No. My dad's friend Bob. Uh, Bob was uh, he was actually he was a manager at Chick Fil A. Bob, something happened. He was driving along, got ran off the side of a road apparently, and uh, comes back up on the road. And as he comes back up, another car hits him and he died. Oh wow. Yeah. It was like that's final destination shit. Yeah. It's like like okay, you you were just not escaping death. Like, so he, so. So yeah, death number two is a very, very final destination esque. You uh, hit some ice, you roll your jeep, and then you you survive that. You get out of your car and you're hit by a train. That's death number two. Death number three is going to take us to uh, Tarpon Springs, Florida, where um, it's still, I guess, fairly nice weather, and in it's still pretty warm in Florida in like late October, early November when this story happened. And this story is uh, involving 38 year old Nicole Foltz. And Nicole and her husband started the fire in their in their yard to keep some bugs away. And so Jeff goes in at one point. He steps uh, inside, and the fire was starting to go out. And Nicole wanted to keep the fire going, so um, she, um, uh, according to Jeff, she said he said uh, she just I guess felt to pour a little gas on it, 
and it would reignite. Oh, boy. And it did. Uh, yeah. I guess it must have traveled the gas stream up to the gas can, and the gas can exploded in her hands, uh, causing burns on almost 100% of her body, uh, and she died three days after the accident, which happened on November 14th. So that's death number three, is you're throwing a little gas on the fire to keep it going, and the fire travels up the gas line into the gas can. The gas can you're holding explodes, burning almost your entire body, and you die three days later. So that's death number three. Again, death number two is a guy who rolls his car, gets out, and then gets hit by a train. And death number one is the 11-year-old girl who was dancing in the Christmas parade and is hit by an out-of-control car carrying a parade float. So I ask you, Jackson Wells, who died the worst? Okay, so I have criteria. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and... You know, you look at like uh, sometimes I'll, I'll take age into consideration, yeah. usually if it's a child. So already in the running, we have an 11 year old. Yes. OK, you have the second uh, the second one, which is the, the you know, the rolling. I, I identify with that. I understand that. I understand how scary it is. I've been I, I've witnessed that type of thing. I haven't been in a rolling car, but I've witnessed it happen. Scary. Um especially because it was final destination. Mm-hmm. Then you have the third one. And a lot of times I eliminate people based on stupidity. Right. But much like the not guilty, I also think that depending on how hot you are. Well, she was burned over a hundred percent of her body. So that's pretty hot. I, I don't mean that kind of hot. Oh. I meant attractive, attractive. That um, if, if look, she was hot, attractive, right, Super, and hot, right, on fire, right. She was a hundred percent all over her body, attractive, mm-hmm. and on fire, right. El fuego, el on fuego, on fu- El fuego was the, the fire. fire. Yes. Well, the el fuego consumed el body. Correct. Yeah. So um. My winner's number three. All right. Yeah. It would have been it would have been one because it's an eleven year old girl. Yeah. And and who will never be old enough to be hot. Right. Unless you know. Unless what? You're a pedo. Okay. You. Unless you're a pedo. Yeah. Not someone else. Because I said that because that's how they say it in Europe. Yeah. Europe. Europe. Yeah. Europe. Get it? Europe. Pedo. Like European. I got it. But a pedo fight. Yeah. Um, so being hot good for two things, being considered not guilty right, by Jackson Wells. Right. And winning who died the worst. Yeah, she was fucking hot, dude. Did you see her? I did see a picture of her, yeah. Super hot. Not that picture. I did see a different oh, she's picture. Fucking... It was a picture of her and her husband and her, and her kids. Yeah, it's less hot. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the husband and I was, um, I was almost like, eh. hey, number one. Hmm. Yeah. Huh? No. The fuck are you saying? So yeah, she has. A, she was married. Number. What do you think you have a chance with a dead lady? No, 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 no. I'm just saying it annoys me. You know <laughs> she was married. She's married. She yeah, right. <laughs> How dare she be single or not be single? Oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. Holding on. I'm looking at this other picture. She's not as hot. She's hot in two other pictures, but this one, I don't know, man. She kind of looks a little weird in this one. But I'm just gonna keep the other one in my. Oh wait, in this one she looks really hot. Okay, we're gonna stick with this. Stick with number three. We're sticking. We're gonna stick with number three because of this one picture. Had it been the, had I seen the other picture first, it would have been the eleven year old girl would have won. Yeah. 
But yeah, so this week is number so, three. So one picture, she was hot enough to not pick an 11-year-old girl. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. That sounds really creepy. It does. Yeah. It uh, does. been even weirder if I was wearing my uh, trench coat and my marmalade gun. Yeah, your marmalade gun. Marmalade, yeah. So that, that'll about do it. Yeah. A lot of dead kids in this episode, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Including the 11-year-old 11 one, 11 one you don't care about because she wasn't hot. Um. <laughs> So, with that being said, we have one more episode left for you this year. It'll be releasing uh, right at midnight on uh, the day before New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve Eve, on the uh, the 30th of uh, December. <laughs> you I almost said even... January. Yeah. No. I you were say June. No, no. no. Not, we don't take that long between episodes. Yeah. So, that one will be, in honor of New Year's Day, the Times Square Killer. And we'll be talking about that one. Uh, and that's all I've got for this episode. You got anything left? Uh, no, I, I don't. All right. Yeah. Well, in that case, we will see you next time with more murder. My dude. You know what I'm going to do the next time I see a map of Pennsylvania? You know what I'm going to say? Tell me. Hey, where's Perry County?